0: Anyway. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's a rough cold open. Sorry. Just don't do a cold
0: open. Duh. (sighs) Hum, okay? Gosh. Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Yep. Yep. Okay, deal with it.
1: Deal with it. Hey, Steve. What's up? Do you think there's any chance either of us will have any understanding of what NFTs are by the end of this first topic?
0: All I know is actually, you know what the title of this episode is? What is it? Joe Bonamassa, Crypto King.
1: Crypto King. Crypto
0: King. You got to stand a Crypto King. Uh, Joe
1: Bonamassa. I'm just dying to find out about this NFT stuff. I'm the crypto keeper. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: That's where you are going. That's with where that? I'm going with that. <laughs> that is a the crypto keeper. A crypto keeper. That's that is a good bit. I wish I had actual thoughts on crypto stuff. I would start a crypto keeper channel. Oh man. Hey, back in like
0: March, I was doing pretty well in crypto, and then it crashed thanks Turkey and China. China. China crashed the crypto I'm budget. making a killing on Dogecoin. <laughs> you must be out of Dogecoin already <laughs> then.
1: The crypto keeper is a good idea. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: let's talk you about the
0: rights to that or is it like it, would this be considered parody? <laughs>
1: this parody is covered under parody.
0: <laughs> All right, this article on you sent the you sent me this picture earlier.
1: Yeah, it was in an email. Uh, Man, I should pull up who sent us the email. Uh, Michael Freer sent it to us. Oh, okay. And it's this big, long thing.
0: Yeah, okay. You just sent me the one. Yeah, uh, yeah. The little post. You sent me the part that says, that was, what is an NFT? And I was like, actually, that's the one part that I can almost pretend to understand.
1: Joe Bonamassa, who in this photo, is looking like a normal human being. Have you noticed that? Look at that. I mean, he's He's
0: not, he still looks like Joe Bonamassa to me. He's not in like, he's not wearing a back. He's not wearing double denim. He's not wearing a backwards ball cap. No,
1: but he looks like a man his age. Oh, I see what you're saying. He doesn't look like, Oh, I'm just a teenage boy with a ball cap just walking around here. And he also doesn't look like, Oh, I'm in the matrix. Like he looks like a normal person in this photo. Right. Right. Like Joe, that's a decent look. Roll with that. Look, please. From now on. Um, (laughs) So, so what, Joe is selling stuff as NFTs. Apparently, he's selling his album as an well. First NFT. of all,
0: he's selling a 1959 Gibson Les Paul Sunburst and a 1963 Fender Vibroverb. Vibrover,
1: Are he, is he selling those as NFTs? There apparently is an
0: NFT component to them. So, this is where this auction is kind of kind of I get confused, and I, I haven't. I've been trying to find like I haven't been trying super hard. Let's be honest. Uh, but I've been trying to figure out what exactly all is included because uh, the um, the article I found just talks about how he's how everything that is being part of the, that's everything that's part of this option is going to be paired with a series of certificates of authenticity that are cutting edge NFTs. So I guess the thing is you're going to get this 1959 Les Paul, and instead of getting a physical COA, you you're going to, you're going to get an NFT okay. that serves as that that is the key to opening the coa basically Mm. like so all these nfts um they are a blockchain so you know you put it earlier as like it's like a uh crypt like it's a it's functionally like a non-value set crypto cash value set right so the the though you know some you know fiat currency is all fake anyway so um but it's it's just code and the, what's attached to the code is what gives it value. Uh, but at any given time, you can say like uh, something that there 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 are coins out there called stable coins, and so one example of that is one called the uh, DAI or DAI or Dai or whatever. Steve's and, way,
1: knows way more about this than I do. And
0: and Dai is a stable coin that's attached to the U.S. dollar. And the purpose of Dai is Dai is only I've only ever seen it worth. Three, One of three values. Yeah, maybe I've seen it worth maybe like one of five values, but pretty much one of three values. It's either worth 99 cents, $1, or $1.01 because it's designed to be stable and it's designed to track with the U.S. dollar. So it's always going to be within a cent or two okay. of the U.S. dollar. It, the idea is if you have crypto, it's easier to convert from one crypto to another crypto than it is to convert from a crypto to currency like actual federal currency and then back to crypto. Doesn't matter. Anyway. How many,
1: how many viewers have we lost so far? Of them.
0: <laughs> During this conversation. Uh, so anyway, so with this NFT, you have something that is just a code that the value of it is variable because the value of it is based on whatever somebody thinks the piece of certificate of authenticity. Right. Um, the picture because there's thirteen items. In this. So there's the, probably like s- one of these NFTs is probably like a signed poster of Joe Bonamassa. So if
1: you if you buy this guitar, mm-hmm. are you buying the guitar or are you buying the NFT? And if you resell it someday, are you selling the guitar or are you selling the NFT? Can you that's sell little, them? Can little, you sell them separately? I mean, I I guess you could. Well, like You could if sell, if you sell the guitar t- and be like, hey, it's extra if you want to buy the certificate of authenticity, which is a which is a an NFT crypto coin thing?
0: Yeah, I, like I like what is it? What does it even but then if mean? You, if you don't have the guitar, is that NFT? Does the value of that become kind of pointless?
1: Right. Right. But like, a, I did a little bit of light reading mm-hmm. on NFTs, and the vast majority of it seems pointless. Well, it's like, like it's people are co- a collector market. If you're not collecting right.
0: NFTs, then yeah, it's it's. Pointless. But you're not
1: actually collecting the object of the art you're collecting the claim to saying you're the one person who owns the NFT of the art. Right. Like it, like it sounds like you like the, the copyright holder still holds the copyright on whatever they're selling as an NFT. So what are you actually buying?
0: Yeah. You're, you're, you're buying some type of, you're 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 buying like you're buying a non physical, limited edition of a thing. Now, in the case of... One of the things that is kind of interesting with this, and they talked about this in one of the things I saw where the interview, is you you are buying... One of the NFTs here that's mentioned is uh, you're purchasing the publishing rights and original master to one of his songs, to a brand new song that nobody's heard. So when you buy this, um, you are going to... You could... Take that to Gibson Records mm-hmm. and say, hey, Gibson Records, I've got the new Joe Bonamassa song that he recorded with the Les Paul, so this should be of interest to you. Um, and then you could sell that NFT to Gibson Records, and now they own the the Masters.
1: This is the least negative <laughs> bit we've ever done on Joe Bonamassa ever, and it's mostly because we're confused. Um. <laughs> So,
0: so actually, something that would be here, here, I guess we can make it negative now. Okay. Um, you find out who the per, who the most famous Joe Bonamassa hater is. Okay. You sell them ah. the publishing rights to this song. Oh my gosh! And then they can do whatever they want. You know, this is like uh, this is like uh, Scooter Braun owning the Taylor
1: Swift masters. <laughs> No, like like no, you could get into some chaos yeah, with this. Yeah. Like you buy you buy the NFT rights, which apparently is the publishing rights, so yeah. it, it gives you ownership
0: of the song and the, and you own the masters. So. so
1: you you own the ability to license and profit off of this song. Yeah. So you could be like, "Oh, hey, I own this Joe Bonamassa song. I am going to sell it to uh Boner Pill commercials." Yeah. And I'm going to license it to boner pill commercials. I am going to license this song for sampling in a in a really annoying earwormy like song of the summer hip hop track Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that everyone is going to get burned in their heads and they wish that it could be gone like you could do that. You could prank. This, the song is called "Broken Records, so it could definitely
0: be for an I, uh, an ED commercial. Are you Are you tired of not being able to perform night after night?
1: <laughs> now I feel tempted to go listen to some Joe Bonamassa songs to figure out which ones are secret code for erectile dysfunction. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm willing to bet. There's a lot more songs out there, not necessarily by Joe. There's a lot more songs out there than we realize that are secretly about erectile dysfunction. Now on to our sponsor, guys. Erectile dysfunction is a serious problem. Oh that's why gosh. this week, we're, this episode is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is the thing that's always being advertised? Uh, Is is it hymns?
0: Oh, hymns or Roman wipes. Roman, Roman wipes. wipes. I don't Roman know if I've heard of that one. one. Yeah, it's like... a. It's like a topical version.
1: My dick works fine for now, but who knows? Someday, maybe I'll be doing product trades for podcast sponsorships um, to make sure that I can raise the flagpole.
0: So, so <laughs> I, I will say I, I did some other reading on this. Joe Bonamassa is not the first person to do this. Can I sell my erection as an NFT? <laughs> could sell a picture of it as an NFT.
1: <laughs> That's the future right there.
0: I mean, one of the one of the biggest selling NFTs of all time was like a picture of the first tweet. That okay. Like Jack Dorsey's first tweet. Wow. Uh like that sold I mean, for w- like a million dollars or something. It sounds like
1: we could sell podcast episodes as NFTs. I mean, we
0: could if we knew how to set that up, if we were smarter at this.
1: We could sell various parts of our Intellectual property of the show. Yeah. As NFTs. you could do
0: like a hyper stylized graphic, like mm. a, a, gold, a silver and gold version of the like limited edition silver and gold as so, an NFT. Kind
1: of the way I understand it. Like in the article I was reading, it sounds like they, they get compared to baseball cards a lot, like trading cards. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I'm thinking about it now is when you get a baseball card and you own that baseball card and that baseball card is worth money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you own own that baseball card yeah you don't own the photo right because the photographer or the copyright holder of that photograph yes. owns that photograph but the object of the card mm-hmm. is what you own so with an nft the object of the nft is what you own right the 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 content of the nft mm mm-hmm. The con, the media that went into to, to producing the NFT is not what you own, unless stated specifically. You don't own the rights to it, right? Right. You, you your code is
0: presumably forever attached to that object, and actually, you know, the sport. This so so we could we could
1: sell we could sell two thousand NFTs for a single episode of the podcast, right? And it'd be like you you know you and nine. You and 1,999 other people mm-hmm. own this NFT of the podcast. The podcast is the thing that you've collected. Right. You own the NFT. You don't own the podcast. And those people could. This is a this is a really the, long and boring like, intro to it this. It is this like an odd. It podcast. is like an
0: odd copyright thing. But you could figure out a way to take assign that. the
1: copyright for the episode.
0: Well, you could just download it. Say, say we did not release that to the public. We just said we're going to make an episode, an NFT episode. You can only hear the entire episode if you get the NFT. Somebody could get it and distribute it, but all they're doing is undermining the value of their NFT
1: because because now because everyone has it's it,
0: diluting what would be limited edition. And even then, depending on how you look at it, you know, depending on how you look at it. Uh, that could be, uh, that still might not matter because using like the sporting, the sports card analogy, right? um, You can go online and find a hundred, you know, a thousand pictures, a a billion, I don't know. You can find as many pictures as you want of a Michael Jordan rookie card. Right. But if you, and you could, and or the company that makes, makes that card, right? Uh Uh-huh. Could reprint that at any time. But if you don't actually have that rookie card from the original year that it was made, was it 1983 or whatever? Right. Then it's not going to have the same
1: value. So you could be like, I have the original NFT of the 60 Cycle Hum logo. Yeah. And it will have more value than someone who has a pixel by pixel copy. Exactly. Because the code says that theirs is the original. Yeah. It, none of it makes right. Any sense. Right, it's it's, kind, it's nonsense. It's kind of weird, right? It's nonsense. It's 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 turning this matrix level stuff is turning code into a unique, specific object. Where I think in our minds, code has been a copyable object. Right. It makes it a non-copyable object. Mm-hmm. You have to transact it, and and it's a sign. you don't copy and paste it to someone. You can't send it to someone. You the the code is specific and unique,
0: and it's assigning permanence to something that we normally think of as being maybe natively reproducible,
1: right? Not only reproducible, but infinitely destructible. Like you, sure you you yeah, have yeah, something the- on your computer, you can delete it, and you know you'll never have it again. Yeah. Where this is like it exists somewhere forever.
0: Well, if you lose your block, if you lose your blockchain, then it's gone. It will exist forever, but you don't own it. No, now nobody owns it.
1: Okay, so you can choose to destroy it. Yeah. So, you, I, could buy, they're, they're okay, right. so I could buy the Joe Bonamassa master, and then lose the USB and then de- drive, and then destroy the code. Yeah, and then no one would own it.
0: Yeah, it would. It just would. It wouldn't exist. Like I mean, it would exist. The ownership wouldn't exist. But no yeah it would exist but nobody would own it and there would be no way to retrieve it. There are people out there who have crypt who had crypto keys on USB drives that crashed that basically lost like life savings because their crypto key, their crypto card their crypto key is lost. They didn't have a physical backup of it. I hate this. They I hate all of this. They didn't write the code down somewhere so now they can't retrieve it.
1: Can we just go back to like trading goats and wheat, please? Like, <laughs> I hate this. This is so stupid. It's taken us 20 minutes to figure out how stupid this is.
0: So the, but you know, the, the unique thing about this is it's been done by a few artists. Um,
1: watch so few, like two okay. days after this episode, I'm going to be selling everything I've ever made as a, as an NFT and I'm going to be able to retire. Oh my gosh. Um, Kings of Leon I'll still think it's stupid
0: Kings of Leon re- released their last album as uh, in an NFT format and generated two million dollars in revenue and th- I don't know if that was like an independent release but that's like the weirdness now maybe they, they probably would let's see two two million dollars if it was like ten dollars a copy like your normal Apple I mean I guess that's two hundred thousand copies that's still a lot of copies 200,000. Someday
1: there's going to be a a virtual bank that like if the virtual national reserve and the global economy is going to be backed by NFTs, Mm -hmm. it's going to be NFTs of gold. Like this is the NFT that's assigned to this, you know, these objects of value and the currency is based on this gigantic storehouse of NFTs and it's going to make no damn sense whatsoever. <sighs> what does it all mean? Well, let's talk about a guitar. Holy yeah, heck.
0: 1959 Gibson Les Paul, right?
1: <laughs> of all the things like, I, how come every time Joe Bonamassa is in the news, it feels like he's trolling us? Like this is another troll, right?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. It's not because other artists have done it. I know, it. but that feels like a troll. It and like uh, they're like, like I said, they're some of the artists who have done it. Like our big artists. It's just a weird. I I don't I don't know that it's cool enough to like stick.
1: I wish I had more crypto keeper jokes to pull me out of this oh gosh. deep depression I'm sliding into. Let's please talk about a guitar with naked women on it, please.
0: Okay, fine. This is
1: called Live Nudes. It was sent to us by Mike Stone, and it is quite the guitar.
0: This is a Kramer Classic Series. Um, it's been two weeks. Refinished. Oh, it's been what did you say? Tweaked. <laughs> two weeks. It's been oh don't bother looking you're not man enough go back to your boring little les pauls and fender strap-ons is it
1: spelled les paul les l-e-s-p-a-l you said with a Z. I was like is he trying to make a lesbian joke
0: stop staring at this freaking awesome incredibly amazing weapon of debauchery this is a brand new one of a kind one of the kind not one of a kind (laughs) one ( Example) of the kind custom kramer pacer classic Ebony fingerboard, blah, blah. You know, it's got some high end stuff going on. It's in poison pink. Or, no, the tremolo is poison pink.
1: I actually really like what's going on with that trim the this, fact that it's, it's painted.
0: This entire guitar is made in the USA, including all of the hardware and the electronics. This is a one of a kind, never to be seen. Again, custom created by Blue Rocker Guitars. The best in creating totally unique, one of a kind, custom, blah, 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 whatever. They want $3,900 for this. I do like. The application of all the pink. I guess this is an LED. I think, is this an LED fretboard? Is that how they? Yeah,
1: there's some sort of lighting situation on the fretboard. I don't like the paint oh, job yeah, on the, the body, not even because of the ladies, but because of the ornate wallpaper thing is done really weird. Like the, the way
0: ornate wallpaper thing doesn't make sense to
1: me. And then, I mean, the naked ladies are tacky for obvious reasons. The thing that I don't like is that two of them are just the same stencil repeated flipped over. And it just, it looks like a really weird crucifixion scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a really weird Easter guitar. And, <laughs> this looks like
0: something that would be in like a first, I don't I don't know what it is about.
1: It's because two, two, they're silhouettes of strippers and two of them are climbed all the way to the top of the poles with, with their legs sticking out in splits in the air upside down right. and it's turning the stripper poles into crucifixes.
0: But something about the way that that's done looks like a really dark scene from like a samurai movie. Oh yeah, totally. Like where it's like, it's like where, you know, the hero samurai is coming up on a village and seeing like the mayor of the village like impaled, is, on, is a impaled pike. on a pike.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like hanging upside down if you don't know what strippers are this could be really confusing uh I most people know what strippers are though I think uh, uh I'm but yeah gonna, the,
0: I'm, I'm gonna throw out something um out about this this LED job on the fretboard
1: it's actually kind of fun um it says live nudes
0: live it says live nudes yeah uh this person is pro nudity he wants live,
1: you to live nudes live nudes. Um,
0: the kerning on this is awful.
1: Yeah. Really, really rough kerning. <laughs> I
0: feel like the, the, on the nudes, it's okay. It's like very wide and I still don't like how spread out it is, but at least it's even. It's the, the distance, U. It's,
1: it's the space around the U. The
0: space around the U is weird. But what I'm saying is the distance between the L and the I, the L and yeah, the, the that's
1: L, rough too. this
0: doesn't actually say live nudes or
1: live nudes. It says L. I've nudes I've nudes I've nudes (laughs) it is kind of neat if it's functional and it feels fine it is kind of neat having the backlit LEDs that are in various colors across the fretboard that's why there's a I've
0: been trying to figure out why there's a freaking power button oh it's for the the lights dude I I think this would look better if instead of having the 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 strippers over the pickups if the strippers were, I like actually going like cut into the body, and also lit up. Okay, no, here's because there's like a there's a really like bad color balance going. Like there's a bad uh, shade balance on this guitar because you've got this light up fretboard, but then on like on a dark stage, you're gonna have this light up fretboard and this body that is like. Here's my pitch. Totally
1: in the dark. Here's my pitch. Pull back the art a little bit. I mean, leave, and, you know, execute the... Leave
0: some room for imagination.
1: Uh, execute the the LED thing a little bit better because that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pitch getting rid of the stripper thing, which is what a lot of viewers are probably expecting. Like, if you want a stripper guitar, okay, let's let's talk about fixing the stripper guitar and making it a better stripper guitar. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're going to do that ornate pattern, mm-hmm. make it consistent. Make it flow throughout instead of having it be little chunks of stencil or appliques or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing four strippers in a really bizarre crucifix scene, uh, either have a single stripper in a pose on the guitar, Okay. either very small or overtaking the whole thing. Or, or, this is going to be different. You have someone 3D print a stripper that, stay with me now, that you slide onto the wiggle stick and the wiggle stick becomes the stripper pole. But now it's horizontal and so it breaks your rule. You can pull it up vertical or you can let it hang down. If it hangs down, she could be climbing up to your guitar. No, but like think about, like it's this custom plastic piece that looks like a little tiny naked lady and you slide it onto the wiggle stick. Can we go back to the
0: crypto keeper? (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of if the photos of this guitar was were NFTs, how much would you pay for them? Oh my gosh,
1: I'd throw a dollar on the (laughs) floor. The the real crime here is that this guy wants four grand for this. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and of course he's in Florida. (laughs) Uh, You know what? You know I could understand four grand if the LED like I could understand on a guitar that had the LED neck and lay thing done really really well. Yeah, and it was it wasn't stripper themed. Like if it was something else, something classy, something meant like something that meant something that had some sort of cultural weight to it. Other than this, like
0: this guitar. Okay. Follow me here. Okay. This I'm guitar. with you.
1: Um, like I could see like that, like something with that sort of execution being in the boutique builders booth at one of the names Eagle Eagle silhouette. Oh my gosh. Red,
0: white, and blue finish instead of live nudes.
1: It says live Nudes, Live free or live free. Live free. How about this, Steve? Okay. Here's one. I'm going to pitch to you a custom guitar pitch it. with an LED fretboard mm-hmm. that you would be like, hell yeah, that's worth $3,900. Okay. Next generation themed <laughs> guitar fretboard is themed with the backlit LEDs to look like any of the control panels on the Enterprise D. Now we're getting each, somewhere. Each
0: one of the inlays is like a
1: different L button. Most of the fretboard is like black glassy finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like maybe like black painted where you get that really slick black paint yeah. on the fretboard. But then you have those, you know, control surfaces going throughout as your fret markers. And maybe they're marked little things and stuff like that. Now we're Not in bad. business. Not bad. Yeah. Now we're in yeah. business.
0: I'm going to, need to see and then the, I'm going to need to see a mock-up of this. The
1: body is that rounded, like, gray plastic that most of the interior of the ship is made out of.
0: Jeez. <laughs>
1: oh, no, it's, it's combined with that, with that, like, swooping plywood wooden piece that's part of the bridge. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, in, integrate that into the design mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. guitar. Mm-hmm. Now we've got something. That's the right kind of nerdy for us. Now that's a $3,900 guitar. <laughs> and... Instead of a stripper Mm -hmm. on the wiggle stick, a 3D printed stripper, it's Q. It's Q. (laughs) (laughs) Like holding on to it. It's a 3D
0: printed John Delancey in (laughs) in a stripper pose. (laughs) What?
1: Yike. My kids have been watching uh, My Little Pony. Oh yeah, and yeah. He, he popped into it as as a yep. voice actor the other yep. day, and my wife was like, "Come here, come here, it's cute. Yeah, I'm like, "Yes, yes, it he, is. He's,
0: he's he's real good in MLP. He's he's a dragon. ML yeah
1: MLP. <laughs> the MLP.
0: Well, he's not a really a dragon. He's
1: well, I watched for about ten seconds. I was like, "Oh, he's
0: a dragon thing." He's kind of like a Steve knows
1: about the kinda, ponies.
0: I don't know what he, he's like a. Goat horse dragon thing.
1: Don't threaten me with a good time.
0: (laughs) It's like a lizard horse.
1: You know, the the backlit LEDs is fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're not far away from a flat screen TV technology, like iPhone screen technology threat board.
0: Oh, yeah. That can
1: display various patterns. I'm sure there's a way to do that.
0: And then you can have, have it be
1: fretted. You don't then it doesn't have to say live nudes. You can it can just, say whatever you want.
0: You could just stream actual live nudes or onto fretboard.
1: <laughs> Yeesh. You could live stream nudes. Yeah. Onto your fretboard. But like if it was touch sensitive and touch responsive, like it could respond oh, with graphics and bad. stuff. This is getting nope. Don't want no, to talk I'm not about talking that. About, I'm not talking about live nudes streaming on your fretboard although you could do that i'm talking about like screensaver graphics that interact right with right. your with your touch as right. you're playing
0: you're just going through the song and then you know in the back of your mind like if i play
1: uh PRS get on this ultimate inlay ultimate inlay like animated birds that are flying across the fretboard
0: you're just you're just playing and all of a sudden you play like the uh like you start playing, you have it all pre-programmed. It is touch sensitive. When you start playing stairway, your entire fretboard like changes to like that, like
1: like that, I want to play
0: Zeppelin houses of the holy sepia tone.
1: I want to play surf guitar on this. And as I do like a slide, like waves are forming. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the like yeah. there's like a liquid simulator and like with each note, it's like radiating out water. Yeah you know
0: you want to start playing pipeline and have a a sick tube right a sick barrel
1: rolling down your fretboard <laughs> i want like it'll come out first as like an educational thing like oh hey now it'll just tell you yeah, yeah. where to put your fingers but then people will hack it and figure out you know how to do custom graphics and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm all for it let's do it live nudes is that like live moss <laughs>
0: <laughs> live moss,
1: live, n- l- live Nudes, Nudes. This sounds like a housing, like, sort of situation. Like, welcome to the Nudes. <laughs>
0: That's actually the name of the neighborhood I'm moving to.
1: <laughs> Steve's going to move to a Nudes colony. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Um this for this
0: nightmare of an episode is sponsored by Chase Bliss Audio. Uh, they make the Thermae. Honestly, one of my delay. favorite
1: delay pedals of all time. Did you should have submitted a dip video, man? I know. I've been so busy. Dip I, days. Dip days. Uh the Thermae is just so wild and cool. Like you can turn it into a really nice like analog style delay like you can dial it in that way the style of analog delay where the repeats hold up in a really nice way like they don't fall apart immediately like almost flirting with like a digital sort of response but it's not digital it's analog but then man you can bring in two different banks of pitch modulation onto the repeats you can have your repeats oscillating between two full octaves up or two full octaves down and all kinds of divisions in between resulting in just an indescribable assault of pitched out noise. It is a lot of fun. So go check out chase bliss audio. They make pedals more creative than you are and probably better looking. If not prove it, send pictures. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sponsoring the show yet again. Chase bliss. We appreciate it greatly.
0: All right, man. What's new?
1: Oh man. What is new? I'm going to go to Germany again. Uh, unless that has changed because of pandemic stuff or whatever, but we've been trying to figure that out. I'm going back to Henning's house for HP 42. He put it. The, the he, third, he,
0: he built like two giant pedal boards to put next to the hot tub. Did you see that? <laughs>
1: Okay, so the hot tubs, I mean, this might be all shot to hell when this episode goes live. Who knows? Maybe it'll all be canceled. Who knows? But the hot tubs are being sponsored by Sweetwater and they're just going to, you know, by the time we're done with them, that water is not going to be very sweet anymore. Um, (laughs) You do not want to be in YouTuber water is all I'm saying. Uh, They're going to put giant Sweetwater decals on the hot tub. Oh my gosh. This is going to be a wild situation. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm also kind of nervous about the travel side of it. Uh, I flew to Nashville, and that was, you know, like a seven-hour journey each way, yeah. including, you know, layovers and stuff. This is going to be a 16-hour journey each way. Good uh, luck. Including layovers and ground travel and stuff like that. So...
0: Ground control. I don't know if my
1: I don't know if my body's ready, and you got to wear masks full time when you're traveling. Oh, Uh, really? On flying to Nashville, like my ears were getting raw on the top of the ears from the masks. Mm. So I need to figure out a mask solution that doesn't wreck my ears because it started to become painful. Like I don't care about the part on my face. Like that's fine, whatever. Right. I'm sitting still on an airplane, but my ears were really bugging me.
0: Uh, Maybe you need to get
1: like ones that go around my full head or yeah, something. Yeah, I have
0: one that is, it is kind of a heavier mask. It's like an all cotton mask. Right. Um I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's cotton, but it's like it's all cloth, but it ties in the back and I found those ones like super comfortable.
1: Maybe I just get like a piece of of fabric and I loop them behind yeah, my head. I mean,
0: that's a thing like a lot, early in the pandemic a lot of people were uh, people with 3D printers were printing these like mask expanders. Right. That you could like that were like, you could pull the earpiece back, and instead of going on the ear, it would go like right here.
1: Yeah, I need to figure out a situation though, a solution. Do you situation. just have? Do you just
0: use like a disposable, like a blue blue side mask? No, I
1: or? have no. I have cloth masks that I like, but okay. uh, yeah, they were they were wrecking me, and it, it took a while for them to heal afterwards. So, oh, dang. I'm not it's, excited about that.
0: Probably just don't have the calluses because you don't. I probably mean, don't have to wear them. Every I day.
1: don't have to wear them very often. Like I'll I'll wear a mask for an hour or two at a time. There yeah. have been. A couple days where I've gone and done commercial video filming where I had to wear a mask oh, for, yeah. you know, a full day. But I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it was bothering my ears so much on the plane.
0: It's the it's because it's all recycled air.
1: Yeah, maybe. Anything new with you? Mm,
0: no. <laughs> all right, on to the next thing. Yeah, this is a aerial baritone.
1: Yeah, uh, Michael Kraus sent this to us, or he posted it on the group. Um, I have no idea what I'm looking at here. This is... It looks cool. It's it... an SG-style import guitar. Yeah, it's made in Japan. I can't tell if... I tried to look up this brand, and I couldn't find any other baritones that look anything like this. I have a feeling this is a retrofit. Really? You think that th- this is original this is how it came manufactured
0: uh so this one this person says uh selling my fantastic aerial slash aria baritone sg i've owned five baritone electrics including a genuine 56 ub2 and this is the most comfortable baritone i've played took me a whatever he says it's good and it's 50 years old that's all you need to know asking eight hundred and fifty dollars I don't know about that. One. I
1: believe it's 50 years old. I do not think this started its life in this orientation. I think they had this pick guard cut because this pick guard is bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mirror universe SG pick guard, meaning that it's like it it's SG going both ways. <laughs> the, the bridge of the guitar. Well, you couldn't just do this conversion without and have it work with the neck. What is going? That's what I'm saying. What is going on here? Because the bridge is moved down into like a bass position, really close to the tail of the guitar. How is this possible?
0: I mean, the tuner. So the tuners have been replaced. The fretboard. I don't think anything else is. I think this is original. Do you think this
1: is original? This is bonkers. Because, yeah, the fret spacing on the higher frets, are they're not tight together the way they would be if it was a regular scale neck. What is going on here? Like this I mean, isn't will
0: an, say I'm not finding anything. You know, it looks it.
1: like an off-brand bolt-on neck copy of an SG from the 70s or early 80s, mm-hmm. which is what you would expect. But, like, I don't, how does this exist? Why does this exist? The pickups don't look like pickups you would have found in a guitar. They look like regular PAF humbuckers. You'd expect to see really janky versions of humbuckers that probably aren't real humbuckers in this style build. Right. So I, the humbuckers have to be aftermarket. They don't look like they fit this.
0: I know, but they, look, they do look like jank, which would be correct for that period. Humbuckers. <sighs>
1: I don't know what to think about this. Even that bridge looks really funky, like those giant bolts, the giant nuts on each side of the yeah, bridge. Yeah, that, really that funky. does look kind of odd. It's a wraparound tailpiece without. It's a non-intonatable, uh, <coughs> non-adjustable <coughs> tailpiece wraparound bridge. I don't. I cannot believe that this is stock condition, but it's. I'm also baffled that that neck exists unless it started out as a base. This could have started out as a base.
0: I mean, I'm seeing, so I am seeing aerial bases. Um, But yeah, I'm, I mean, that's a pretty hefty retrofit. That's like a, a decent amount
1: of work. Here's how it could have gone. All they had to do is drill the middle posts. If it started out as a base, it had four posts like that. I'll hold up the iPad four posts like that. And then they had to drill out the middle, which, which is what people do on Dan electro bases mm-hmm. to convert them to baritone is they drill out in between the tuners to make us a, a, a three by three headstock. So you have a four by four headstock and you drill out two tuners in the middle to make a three by three. And it gives you even spacing. I think that's what happened. I think this started out as a base. And I think this pick guard was cut custom for this. I
0: don't know, man. I want this to be I want this to be real.
1: It's probably you're you're probably right. You're most you're most likely right. All they would have had to do is recut the nut and drill for those tuners to convert to baritone. Mm-hmm. And look, you would expect on a Gibson style headstock like this for the tuner to be closer down. Here. Like the spacing is weird. It's spaced like a like a bass. Headstock. It's not spaced like a guitar headstock.
0: I mean, I guess. The thing is, is like guitar I feel like guitars from this era were such like
1: they're so bonkers. They're so yeah.
0: bonkers anyway.
1: It could be anything. That
0: you know? that it could just it could be correct and then But look at the
1: This pickup layout is so weird. The the pick guard is so weird. The pick guard is super weird. I will give you that. This is not, I can't imagine even an import company doing this. Even in the seventies, like I can't imagine this, but it also looks old. Like the pick guard looks old. Like this was done a long time ago. What a weird one. 850. I have no idea. I doubt this thing plays like an 850 dollar guitar. Yeah,
0: when I look up Ariel S when I look up Ariel SG, all I find are basses. I
1: think it started out as a bass.
0: I don't find any um guitars. Now, if I don't if I take the word baritone out, uh, I find a bunch of pictures of the vintage photos of the little mermaid. <laughs> So that's that's not
1: useful, right? Man, I just
0: I want to be right so
1: badly. I mean, if it was real, that would be radical. I do not think that this is an original layout. So you, you right, heard- go back, go back. Like, is that one right there?
0: Yeah. And actually, if you visit it, you'll it'll take probably take you to the reverb page.
1: I mean, the 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 knob, the the control layout is the same, but they've they've put a new pit guard over the whole thing. Those bolts, those,
0: I was gonna say, those bolts are the same. Those
1: bolts on the bridge are the same, but they put them on a wrap around bridge. Yeah. Can you send me that link? Uh, Sorry.
0: Yeah, actually, I'm gonna send you the link to the the full ad.
1: Thank you. You want me to airdrop it to you, or you uh, want- just uh, message it to me? excuse me gross what is that ad what is it listed at what's the price 500 dollars. yeah this thing's not worth 850 it's worth it's worth 500 if that's what you can fetch for one of these in stock condition it's cool that it's been converted to baritone but that doesn't make it worth more than what it is what it was worth as a bass
0: yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's so that what I don't, what I'm trying to figure out is in order to do this, they would have had to convert the, the
1: nut, the tuner.
0: No, I mean, the nut is whatever. Oh, the, t- the
1: tuner holes, the tuner holes.
0: I, it looks like, I mean, I would assume they'd have look, to, look, look, no, I know they're, they're missing the, but the thing is, is is that not just the pattern for like a Cluson six, like a vintage style?
1: No, no, there was base tuners on this
0: fine Oh I see it I see it now. Well that's very disappointing
1: <laughs> I want to live in a reality where they were making baritone guitars this way in the 70s like that is a cool reality. but yeah we can definitely see they use the nut posts from the original bridge and they fashioned them through a wraparound bridge that they found because the, the original bridge wouldn't have been able to deal with, it wouldn't have been able to host a baritone layout.
0: And then they just cut a giant pick guard. Yeah.
1: And the routing was already there for the pickups because it had the giant uh, neck humbucker. And then it had the smaller mini bucker in the bridge. Mm -hmm. So they probably had to remove a little bit of wood for that humbucker. Or maybe it's a great big swimming pool route under there or something.
0: Probably close to it. It's
1: cool. Like, this is, it's, it grabbed our attention for sure. Yeah.
0: It was cool. It, it's definitely, the base looks way cooler. Right. I, you know.
1: Well, this looks weird. Yeah. I, the pickup part of it makes it look really weird. I think the pick guard is rad.
0: I feel like there's another company that's done this kind of pick guard before. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the pick guard and the pick guard doesn't even fit over, like, the knobs in the pick guard. Don't, no, don't coexist.
1: Right. That's that's part of what was catching my eye is it. They don't really match up in a yeah, in a factory guitar sort of way. You know, that wouldn't be a factory design, but it is really cool. Someone did a great job like converting it. I'll say that. All right. So uh, thanks for sending us that ad, Michael Krause Yep. Uh, what's next? what's Albie? Next
0: is Albie.
1: Thanks, Big Ear for sponsoring yet. Another episode of everybody's favorite guitar podcast. I'm talking about 60 cycle. Hum. They didn't sponsor some other podcast. I'm talking about us. Everyone's favorite guitar podcast, right? Uh, I got to visit with Grant and Karen. Yeah. Out in Nashville. I've already published my video building a pedal with Grant. Mm-hmm. Some of the sweetest people in the industry. Really, really nice people. And you know what? They're always coming out with new color versions of the Albi. It's become a very popular pedal you got to get on that mailing list if you want to know about those. Get on that mailing list. Get on their social media. Make sure you know when they drop those hot new colors of the Albi, the pedal everyone wants and loves. It's a really cool pedal. It's a curated multi-effect. Go look it up. I've got a demo for it, so do other channels. It's cool. No big deal. So huge thanks
0: to Bigger Pedals. Yep, head on over to BiggerPedals.com. Get on that list. Check out what they have for sale right now. They're, they're yep. working on some batches of some stuff. I was talking to Grant the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah,
1: go check them out. They got fresh batches of petals in the oven about to come out. You can smell them across the street. They smell good. You want to get over there and you want to taste a bite of those fresh petals when they come out of the oven is all I'm saying.
0: Yep. This <laughs> uh, next topic is uh, we're going to talk about the recent old news about Eric Clopton. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, guess what? He doesn't really matter. He's old and he's saying
1: dumb things. So, yeah.
0: all right. All right. Uh, the housekeeping is a part of the show where we thank our patrons, our patrons, our patrons,
1: the people who have been patronizing patronas.
0: us. Uh, we thank the folks who support us. We have, we have wow. some, actually some still like two or three people who still support us through Podbean. Uh, it's possible if you don't want to set up a Patreon account, but pa- setting
1: up a Patreon account is so easy. Yeah, it's easier.
0: Um, so you can head on over to uh, patreon.com, look us up, 60 Cycle. Um, uh, and for as little as $1 a month, you can support the show. Uh, and We'll read your name off when you do. At $5, uh, someday I'll send you some merch. I got most of it packed, and then I had my little run-in with the hospital, and it mm. got real hot, and a bunch of other stuff. Basically, I have so many excuses, it's horrible. Steve um, is really
1: good at excuses.
0: And At the $10 level, we will get you into the inner circle. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, really, the biggest benefit to financially supporting us through Patreon is that you keep the show running. You really yep. do. Like, we have been running just barely in the black for a really long time with the show budget. And that's not because we're bad with money. It's because there's real costs involved mm-hmm. with running all of this. We use that money to buy equipment, to pay for travel. Uh, I I bought breakfast for everyone that stayed in the SummerNAM podcast house. Wait, if I would have gone to Summer Nam, I could have gotten free breakfast. I could have gotten free breakfast. Oh, man, I mean, they did it as a joke. I went to the bathroom. They, came, I came back, and they had put all their receipts in at my seat. And I was like, you know what? It's on the inner circle, and it was a really nice treat. Like it was a it was a great breakfast, and it was really appreciated. And a lot of those people that were there having breakfast were in the inner circle. Yeah, that's actually true. So <laughs> um, about. You know, they'll pay it off in about two months. I
0: think I legitimately actually, I think uh, most of them were three or four of the people were in but the inner
1: circle. It makes things like that a fun no brainer. It yeah. means that we're not going into debt running the show and that makes this show sustainable. So huge thanks to everyone who supports us through the Patreon. Um It means a lot to us. And someday, maybe that'll all start to disappear. People won't be interested. And, you know, we'll naturally start to pull back what we do here. But for the time being, it's afforded us the opportunity to do a lot of really cool things with the show. So thank you, everyone. It was not too long-winded. Yeah. You know what? They deserve a long-winded thank you. They really do. Because it's incredible. It honestly is incredible how much support we get.
0: This last ad is a flying V-case.
1: Sure, as it was sent to us by Michael Krauss as well.
0: <laughs> $20 guitar case for Gibson Flying V style guitar.
1: The only thing I want to say about this if you've got a Flying V, you know that this is a great deal because it is really hard to find a case for a Flying V. Aren't, are these
0: real? Like, I gotta imagine it should be worth like way more than that. Yeah, but it's such a niche sort of
1: thing. Like, how many people have Flying Vs? true but so um, like I have a case that my flying V fits in if this was local I would I would go and get this because this would be more convenient than the soft bag I have that my flying V fits in like I had to find this soft bag that is base it's basically a base case it's huge it's this giant black rectangle and the V takes up so little space in it so there's these giant flappy fabric things every time I use it. Like a hard case. This is the only time a hard case would be more convenient for me than a soft bag. I wish I wish I could get this for $20. If you're thinking about Sunday having a flying V, go buy this case for $20 is what I'm saying. That's the only reason I want to look at this if ad.
0: You're, if you would ever consider it. Right. Um, there was, and it's no longer active. It actually hasn't been active for a few years. Um, it still exists. There's a blog called the ones that got away.blogspot.com mm-hmm. and it's a, it's actually a San Diego guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've met that guy. Uh, oh, you have? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. He's
1: a fellow graphic designer boy. He actually uh he works for Tony Hawk. He oh, had, maybe I did know that you he, met him. He I, had worked for Tony Hawk. I don't know if he does anymore, but yeah, he uh he's a guitar boy as well.
0: Um but I remember reading um I don't see it on his site cuz I, I I thought it was on a site maybe maybe it's a different site I don't know but uh I thought it was I thought it was him who was one of the guys who early on would do uh guitar center dumpster dives Right right and uh got a bunch of Dean Flying V soft cases Nice and out of the out of the dumpster at a guitar center got like excuse me like 10 of them and sold each one for like $30 a piece Nice uh so yeah this is a pretty freaking good deal if you have a flying V, or like you said if you're ever thinking about getting a flying
1: V. I I legitimately wish that i had this for my my parts flying v that i have maybe i've got that fender flying v that i put together maybe they would be willing to ship oh man it's going to cost way more than 20 bucks to ship that thing i mean it's going to be a hundred dollar case at the end of that and i'm sure i could probably find a hundred dollar case for a flying V somewhere that's true I mean, I got that soft case, and it, it was probably like sixty bucks, and it's so much more. Like honestly, the the case issue keeps me from playing my Flying V and my Explorer. Really? Like playing it like at gigs and stuff like that. Because, yeah. like, man, I don't want to deal with a case for these things. <laughs> like my normal mono bags are so convenient. Like I have to pull out this gigantic case just to right protect these. Right. Ridiculous guitars as I travel with them. Like even my Sweatwing wing fits in the mono bags. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't buy weird shaped guitars, boys and girls. <laughs> it's impossible to transport them. <laughs> All right. You want to get us
0: out of here? Yeah. This song was sent by uh, Kevin. Thanks, he says, Kevin. I'm Kevin, aka I was paid to fly with you, Batman. Do you know who that is? I was paid to fly with you, Batman? No. I've been watching, listening to you guys for a while, and I now own is a... that
1: is Is that his screen name on on YouTube. YouTubes? Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: I now own a Squire Cabernita Baritone and a Jupiter Effect Super Weirdo and several affordable boards now because of this channel. I'd like to submit a song written and performed with my brother, Eric Velasco. It's called You Are What You Think. I helped him record this last year during the pandemic. He's been writing songs for many years, uh, usually in the alt-indie pop, whatever, bunch of country... Mm. He lives on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, and we basically traded files back and forth and ended up with the whole album that's up on Bandcamp. So I'll put that link in the in the notes. He also has a YouTube uh, under the name Aravel where he records ukulele color covers. Uh, the vocals and acoustic guitars are recorded on iPhone using iRig, drums, bass, and three layers of electric guitars were added by Kevin. Uh, Here's some nerdy details. The left channel guitar is a Fender American Standard Telly through EHX Lumberjack and a Kamize Kmise? mize Digital Delay I like
1: that pronunciation though Kamize
0: Kamize Gotta smize when you yeah. play your Kamize Digital Delay through a Vox Pathfinder 15 The center channel is a 90's Les Paul Classic going through a Dogman Devices Fire Fuzz into a Fender Deluxe Reverb Reissue The right channel is a Squire Cab Renita Baritone into a Boss Katana 50 on the Crunch directly into the interface using a Focusrite uh, Scarlet 18i20 Recorded using Reaper on a Windows 10 laptop. And here we go. Just for the record, I called your bluff. Don't remember you being this tough. All gotta find our place in this world. It's the little things. Yeah, I went to school and I went to church. I never found.
1: That was good. Yeah. Like, I'm, my point of reference for almost anything is the music I listened to in the 90s. But like That could fit in really nicely in kind of like a Harvey Danger, Owsley, mm. Fountains of Wayne style playlist.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fountains of Wayne is a good call.
1: Yeah. Like, it's got that kind of, like, introspective, power pop, kind of, like, emo-adjacent sort of yeah sort of feel emo alt adjacent, you know, Mm -hmm. that was great. Thanks for sending that in. Yep. Bye everyone. See ya. Stay grounded.